Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. listening to the show. If this is your first listen, here's uh, here's what it's all about. I spent quite a bit of time working in advertising and design, and I've met a lot of uh, interesting creative people along the way. So I like to meet up with those folks and uh, have a couple of drinks over lunch, uh, chat about advertising or design or just whatever might be interesting going on in their lives, and then I record it and uh, share it with you. This is the second part of my conversation with uh, Sandy Cranny. Uh, unfortunately, there was a technical issue and I missed a big part of that conversation. This is uh, about the second half of her talking about her history uh, and coming up through the ranks at Bailey Lowerman. And then we get back into a lot of discussion about what makes a good collaboration between a media department and a creative team. So join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. Uh, that, oh, hold that thought. You're going to hate me. No. Oh my God, I despise you, Peter. Yes, go. Ahead. I need more of that. Hold on. Are we not loud enough? That was, that was. It was a beautiful moment. No, we were doing so I know, well. and I, it was like all coming, and I was like, "Oh, this is great, this is great." And I wasn't wearing the headphones, and I looked, and this was blinking, which means it's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I've so, got 20 minutes of Sandy so just like pouring her heart out into this listener. thing. Like we had some. It was yes. awesome. No. The, what you missed was apparently Rich Bailey was a monster. <laughs> but, but got way it was endearing. It was endearing. But it was endearing. Honestly. Where do you want to go with this? Because I obviously failed you when it came to right. your history. So Ryan and I know a lot more. High school journalism, school journalism. Wrote high school for paper. Journalism. Yeah. Editor of my high school newspaper. Yeah. So, the Bulldog. The Bulldog. <laughs> Thank you. The Bulldog. Mexico. Beautiful small town. Jeez. Columbia, Missouri. Missouri. 43 miles away. Yeah. How could I not go to Missouri? Right. School of Journalism. Yeah. One of the top 10 forever schools of journalism. Great moved to Lincoln. With, uh, moved to Lincoln. Some guy. With some guy. Yeah. Some guy. Well, you know. Got a call from happens, the plague. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Ron Plagman called me. Right. I said something. This like, is that. I think that's slightly like, untoward. Oh, okay. That's she, uh, and she still hasn't, she still like, hasn't even said that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we can't. Oh, you know what? I'm really. Yeah. Well, no. 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 <laughs> You're making me want to hear this There's even so more. Don't, don't, no. don't. Here, I'll cover that. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Ron invites me up for an interview. Right. Because I sent him a resume weeks earlier, mm-hmm. and he called information. Actually, called information looking for me, which I that's think astounding. Speaks to the quality of the 
of the education I received. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, stellar resume that I had yeah. or something. Um, to be me a media assistant, which uh, also let me just point this out. Do you guess how much money I made at Bailey Rowerman? I, I, I started. I. It was 1980. Hmm. Something. 1980s. Something. Hmm. What was more embarrassing, your salary or your wardrobe? Oh, wow. Wow, that's, that's, a, rough. Dude, that's a very tough <laughs> call because... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it was very also, similar to what you have to wear at Sandhills Publishing. There's also <laughs> a, a picture of me yeah. that it exists at Bailey Lewis, Bailey Lewis Lowerman, that just won't go away. It is the worst picture in the world. Because I had a perm. Okay. Oh, wow. And I had uh, I don't have a perm that looks like it. That were about, like, this big around. Yeah. everyone claims had a butterfly on them. Did not. No, no. Did not. Also didn't get them because from Elton John. would never do that. <laughs> yeah. Just not. Uh, uh, but, yeah, that, that picture is just... It's, it's Still there. It's... The most hideous photograph. Is that the one that they always accused um, yes. Cook of yes. enjoying? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to. That's the one. Okay. That is the very same one. Um, where was I going with this? Well, we're just remember. catching up. We're just yeah. catching up for yeah. like 20 minutes of beautifully yes. we, we got lost. 15 minutes of content <laughs> in four minutes. Yeah. Now. yeah. I was yeah. a copywriter. Lost. I was a copywriter. Mm -hmm. And it was horrible because didn't do well for your self-esteem. Are mean. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. People are mean. So this this is uh, okay. We didn't talk about this at all, but one thing that I, I really appreciate about my experience at Bailey Lewis slash Lowerman was that they allowed me to move around. Uh -huh. So I started as a media assistant, then I was traffic director, then I was a copywriter, then I was a media planner. I filled in for Dick Klawczyk for about six months as an account executive when he had to take a hiatus. And um, so I've done, aside from art direction, which I would never attempt to do, I've done almost it's, everything. It's not that hard. Or <laughs> fun. But I can't do it yeah. at all, even remotely. Um, but you, you learn to appreciate what other people bring to the table and how difficult every single position is at the agency. That, that's pretty unique, and I think that's actually, I think a lot of people could learn from that, just to see what the, you know, those different positions, the demands of each of those positions. Yeah. And I think before I filled in for Dick, I thought, Ugh, I, I always, <laughs> I, <laughs> you're, thinking the, you're trying to think of the right way to phrase this. I'll protect you, Sandy. I always respected Mr. Plotchek. Yeah. <laughs> a great deal. And a number of other account executives. For the most part, though, I thought they were useless and I understand what value they brought to the process. Sure. Until I had to fill in for one. Right. And until the client called me for everything. Uh, and I, you know, I served the account supervisor role on Allstate, too. So it's the same. You, you learn pretty quickly. That's a very difficult job. You were account supervisor on that? I was. I didn't realize that. Yeah, probably after you. Oh, well, yeah. 
because it was after Christine. Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it's... It takes hours to write client updates and meeting reports and do all the paperwork and... That's a horrible and thankless position. Let and, alone a creative brief, which I've never seen. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well, and if you were... Yeah, if you were to actually write the creative briefs, which I attempted to do, again, it's like those things just take so so much time and effort if right. they're done well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's just it. If each person takes the kind of care that they should with the work that they're charged with, then that's when you really find the sweet spot. Well, but that being said, you, you still kind of just focused again on just those people. But I think that real epiphany comes from doing other things outside of that because then you get that appreciation for yeah. what those other people are yeah. doing day to day. And again, I think there are a lot of people in the business who don't have the same level of respect for copywriters that they should because you see copywriters a lot of times sitting in their offices, staring at the ceiling, right. throwing pencils up there, playing games, doing stuff. That's hard. I mean, ideation... Uh, it's uh, copywriters. Yeah. I'm trying to come up with the idea, the big idea. You just kind of want to shoot yourself in the head, which is why I don't do it anymore. Well, sure. That's why you're still here. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. That's very, very hard. And people who are good at it don't get nearly enough credit. And it, again, it's the when you don't understand the process and and then it's hard to understand the value that's brought by the people who are really good at it. Yeah, and I'd, I'd say don't sell yourself short in that regard as well because I think we're always looking at other people and, and kind of what they do, and like a copywriter, for example. And I was always, the people that I worked really well with always impressed me with their ability to, because I'll say, here's what I want this to say, and I'll give them two to three sentences and they'll come back to me with you know seven words and like that's that's what I want to say thank you you know and the ability to do that is difficult and challenging and that's not to say I can't do that but it's going to take me two hours to get to the point that they can do in 30 seconds and the same thing with like what you're doing you're going to see opportunities and see connections that I'm not going to see you know so understanding how those things you know so uh, you're seeing other people and you're like, hey, what they do is great. Well, a lot of people kind of see what you do. It's like, hey, what you bring to the table is great as well. So there's a lot of, when everybody's doing that and, and understanding and appreciating the value that everyone else is bringing to the table, that's, that's kind of when that work gets elevated. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Like, let's do this together. But I think a lot of that is, in, it is how, how they're trained and it's how it's how you think about the challenge of what it is that we're doing. If you don't go all the way back to what's the goal and who are we trying to talk to, and like all of the people we're trying to talk to, because it's never just you know one. You can't ever just define. Here's here's one quintessential person that epitomizes what we're looking for. It's like, here's our primary, here's our secondary, here's probably a tertiary. Right. And let's look at each one of those people, and let's figure out 
which one has the most opportunity, and then how do they how do they use how do they consume content? How do they? I'm just really excited you said tertiary. It's one of my favorite words. Not a lot of people use it. I love tertiary. It is a great freaking word. It's a great word, and those tertiary people get left out. They always do. And sometimes you really got to think about the tertiary people. (laughs) You should. You always should. I'm recording this. I know. (laughs) Aren't you happy? Love that word. (laughs) Philosophically, if you... If you are not always curious, if you are not always learning, always looking, you're, you fall behind in this industry so quickly and you can't, you can't be of value to your clients. And if you want to wash, rinse, repeat, what do they need an agency for? They just you know? get the, the, uh, the schedule from the year before and just let's, buy it themselves. Yeah, let's just duplicate this. Yeah. I, mean, I yep. I still remember <laughs> I heard someone. Yeah. But what I heard was this is how we do media planning. Here's the old document. Let's change the dates and the rates. Oh, Done. God. That's the plan. Well, that's not, that can't be the plan. That cannot be the plan. Things change too dramatically and they that's always a, have. That's a pretty solid business model, though. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, I'm, it's I'm, okay. eight hours, right? The yeah. Profit yeah. Margin. yeah. Uh, because you spend virtually no time mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I've had people who worked in the media department with me at Bailey and Flowerman slash Lewis, whichever, and uh, and they would come in and they would hand me plans. they like, why did you realize that this is a TV buy? Why do you have why do you have Grey's Anatomy every single week of this buy? Right. Why is that? What was the most efficient program? Right. But, but that's not what we're looking for. Right, right. I mean, we're looking for a, a, a plan that maximizes reach of our target audience. And while a lot of people watch Grey's Anatomy, does it really help us to reach them every single week in Grey's Anatomy. No, it doesn't. That's stupid. That's not how media works. That's not how media works. How does media work? Media works by reaching you in different places and reaching an entire, you know, across the spectrum. This is, you know, when I said you can't define a here's the person. There's not one person. We're not any of us identical. We might have not recorded that part. Just no, no, we got that. We got that. We got that. No, no, we got that. But, I mean, this is the damn it. Like people's demographics don't define them. So when when a when all you're looking at is women, 25, 54. Well, first of all, 25, 54 is a very broad age range. Yeah, you know. Not like and, they all hang out together. Yeah, <laughs> you don't hang out together. But people are more identified by behaviors and values than they are by age and education. And so you're not talking demographics. You're talking like psychographics. Demographics are not as important as psychographics. Right. People, uh, you know, there could be somebody exactly like me in every single way, except I'm liberal and they're conservative. That makes them yeah, dramatically different. Light years. 
Sure. You know, and so there's a 25 year old who's just like me, and there's a 55 year old who's nothing like me. Right. So, and even though that person may have the same level of education, the same household income, blah, 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 those things don't mean anything as far as, you know, really the kinds of programming and content that are going to be appealing, and the kinds of products that they're going to like and services. So, not that it's my job to bring up topics, oh. this is one of the things that I find really interesting. So, as we give consumers more control over content, Netflix, Hulu, mm -hmm. Spotify, Pandora, those kinds of things, um, you know, as people who want to be able to advertise, yeah. right? We need to. Uh, how how do we how do we play nicer with consumers to give them what they want and still be able to give them our message? Um, I would say. Let's relevance. let's relevance. hold let's hold this topic for another episode. Oh. We're like Thirty minutes in. Seriously, gonna, we I'm didn't gonna, even we didn't even finish up like your history. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with relevancy. Like that's the only way you can do it. I think there's ways to work with it. I, I don't do. know. I think that's the big challenge that we all face as people in marketing and advertising is how we're gonna continue. How we're going to not get cut out of the consumers? I I, lives. I think Ryan's right because if I'm I'm just flipping through um, Instagram and I'll see an ad for something, I'll just move on by. But if I see that twice, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it off. But if I see it twice and it's something I'm interested, I'll keep it there. So I'm still seeing it. But so are you not at all frightened by the fact that uh, those ads are very relevant for the most part? It's like. You, you I don't do think a they search on something, or you look for something, or you read something, and all of a sudden you're getting ads that are right in line with that thing you were just looking at. Um, yes and no. I, I think it just depends on like Netflix. It's going to start to curate what it thinks I want to see. But I'm in a family, and yeah, I'm in a family, and everybody's using the same account. Netflix is doing a bad job of kind of managing. So that. you you got so so we have we have yeah I know you set up the accounts yeah we have five accounts but, and so like we, like so so my shit is my shit. <laughs> well, and I, I tried I, to do that. And Brian got very upset because I, that we were watching some of the same programs and it would get very confusing. I'll I'll bring this all back around to this idea of that X factor because when it starts to curate that stuff for me, I miss out on something odd that might really appeal to me and and that's the biggest issue i have with it is when it starts to do that is i miss out on the unexpected netflix's algorithm is horrific i'm i'm just saying in general well how do we wrap this up i feel like we gotta wrap it up we gotta bring you back to talk more about your history we just got to bailey lewis is that right? We'll do a reprise. Yeah, yeah. You bring us back. We'll talk a little bit more. Get the update. Uh, yeah, sometime in New York. Yeah, Rich Bailey, the monster to now. <laughs> Rich Bailey, I love you. Just FYI, in case you were to listen to this, yeah. I do. Yeah. He's a good guy. Monster. And in no. case you've made it through to the end of the episode. You crushed me. You no. crushed my spirit as a copywriter. That was my one big regret leaving. Bailey was I never worked with him directly on anything because I wanted to work with him. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because I say that and he was, uh, I think, again, this gets back to what, what is it like when you're a supervisor, when you're supervising other people, when you're the coach, not the player. Yeah. And I don't think he, I, I don't really think he had made that transition. And it's funny um, when I think about, you know, me moving from a doer to a supervisor of other people. That's a hard yeah. step to take because now it's like, are you trying to create little mini yous, mini me's, mm -hmm. or are you trying to create people who are good at what they do? Right. And that, you know, and, and better at what they do yeah, than and, and some of the better qualities than you, you have. Or, or different than yeah. you. And let, how do you let those people, how do you let young people be the best they can be instead of trying to replicate what you would do? Right. And that's the tricky part mm -hmm. of advertising and marketing. And, and probably any supervisor role is helping, is transitioning yourself from that place where you're the doer to you're the coach for other people. You've obviously not listened to any of these shows. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys never get to that place? Oh, no. That is a conversation that's popped up many times. We're, we're, like, we're, we're from, like, art director positions. Dealing with that actively or we're struggling or have struggled or... How do you... That is so it hard. Is, and nobody teaches people... How do you hand that off to somebody else? The skill set of that... And every person. Yeah. yeah. It's, Not it's trying to get somebody to do what you would have done, but to do the best thing that they could do. Yeah. It's so hard yeah. to let go. Okay. Awesome. Next Next, thanks for thanks for coming over. Well, I wish me. I would have recorded more of this. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, yeah. we'll check the mute button. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe most of the content I got was just me that I need to edit. So... <laughs> Thanks for coming by. Yeah, yeah. Until next time. Thank you, Sandy, for doing the show. Apologize again for um, losing a big piece of that uh, due to the uh, technical issue. And I mean, I probably wasn't paying as close of attention to uh, the recording as I normally would due to the fact that Sandy and I got started way before Ryan even showed up. If you're interested in getting in touch with Sandy, she keeps a pretty low profile, but if you need her help, I'm, I'm sure you can track her down on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you liked it, subscribe on iTunes. Got more great guests lined up. You can follow the show on Twitter at Bastard Martini, or you can visit the website. It's oldbastardmartinilunch.com. In the meantime, have another martini. I know I will.